What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Moke Davis here with you. I've been away for a minute. It's overseas. Not really been able to watch U.S. sports, and that affected my ability a little bit to feel like I could sufficiently do a pod. I was going for longer than I thought I would be in terms of doing a pod, but I'm back. And I am fired up. I'm going to talk about the NBA and some recent developments that have happened to a superstar. And also talk about the Eastern and Western Conference playoffs and what transpired and how we got here. We're going to talk some baseball. Who's for real and who, you know, just kind of enjoy it while it lasts. Because there's a little bit of both going on. There's definitely a little bit of both going on in Major League Baseball. And I'll talk a little bit about my trip uh, to Italy and what I ended up doing. That uh, even I found myself quite surprised. Quite surprised. First, before I get to the game on the court, I'm going to talk about the, the large story in John Morant. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. On a larger scale, I'm worried because we, as the media, as fans, the league, the teams, in my mind, we all were playing the game with John Morant. Believing in him when he said, oh, yeah, I know the air of my ways. I went to this rehab facility in Florida. Now people want to say, oh, I didn't buy it. Maybe some of you, including the league, should have said you didn't buy it then. Especially the league. He should have been suspended for longer. The league and Adam Silver fell, in my mind, under the pressure of a team in Memphis who probably the owner was calling Adam Silver every day, please don't ruin my season. Please don't ruin this wonderful season. I know John made a mistake, but he's making amends. And we see he wasn't making amends. In reality, he was just faking it. He is faking the apology. Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm better. No, he's not. He hasn't learned a lesson. And you could say, look, he's young. He's got to grow. Right? But we were saying that already before. This is the second time we're having to say it. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The league needs to come down on Ja Morant with the wrath of a thousand sons. 
I don't know, is that the expression? I think it is. He should be suspended indefinitely, but realistically, someone should be writing down right now, okay, it's at least a season. At least a season. He is throwing away millions of dollars. He is destroying his reputation. This is the, how do I want to say this? This is sad on multiple levels, but for any Washington Wizards fan, you might be able to relate to this with two players, Gilbert Arenas and John Wall. We know what happened with John Wall and the guns. We know what happened. And it's, it destroyed his career. He did not take his career seriously enough to understand that off the court, I've got to be clean as a whistle. He thought his basketball talents would outweigh anything he was doing off the court, and it caught up with him. John Wall, to a lesser level, you know, he's playing cards when he's doing an interview, and then, you know, there's a talk of, oh, he's doing the gang signs on the court. John Morant is doing gang signs on the court, and uh, you know you understand his background. It's like, no, you didn't. You didn't come from the streets, if you will. He needs to stop. Maybe those two point guards in. John Wall and Gilbert Arenas could give John Moran a call. Point guards to point guard. Hey, man. You need to watch what you're doing. We both know how our careers did not go in the right direction. After we were involved, unfortunately, in some questionable behavior. You're not the first and you're not the last, but considering your rise as a superstar, it can go away fast. And it just might go away for him. There are just too many incidents, including when he was riding in an SUV when they pointed a laser at the Pacers team bus. Allegedly, 
that happened, allegedly punched a 16-year-old or 17-year-old and brandished a gun. Like, it's just too much, too much, man. You can enjoy your life and not get yourself caught up in that stuff. And he can't seem to do it. He wants to be seen as tough. I'm a gangster. You don't have to be that. You really don't. And I don't know why he wants to be that. You can still enjoy your life and not have to be a gangster. You can. I wonder also, where's his father in this? Where's T. Martin? T. Martin, you know, realistically was getting himself in the hot water, you know, chirping with Shannon Sharp on, in, on the, during a Lakers game at uh, Crypto.com Arena. All that stuff. Come on, man. Y'all got to be better than this. Y'all got to understand what's at stake, and it may be too late. There's no doubt he lost millions. We know that. We know that right now. Today, millions. It's not to say he won't get more millions, but he lost something, and that's unfortunate. That really is. That really is. It's sad. It's really sad. What I'm not sad about as I stay with the NBA is Joel Embiid. He's a bum. He's a selfish bum. And I'm saying that because you now can tell Everything he did was just about getting the MVP of the regular season. Okay, okay. I'll take a step back. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he was hurt and just couldn't be himself. Right? We could say that. But I simply can't say that. Because two MVPs in James Harden and Joel Embiid did not step up in game seven. They, he plays a role in it too, have cost Doc Rivers his job. I believe he will be fired soon. I believe he will be let go for a new voice. I wanted to see a game seven where all of the stars were playing at a high level, but you didn't get that. You got an MVP in Joel Embiid who didn't show up. You got a former MVP in James Harden who had a couple really, really, really good games, but when it counted most, five, six, and seven, he didn't really show up. Not enough. Had zero points for James Harden in the fourth quarter in the three straight games. They really should have lost earlier in the series. 
Jason Tatum stepped up. He played like an MVP. Embiid not only did not play like an MVP, but he has the audacity in his post-game press conference to say, quote, me and James, we can't win alone. That's why basketball is played five on five. We need everybody to find ways to be better. Nah. If I'm anybody on those Sixers, I'm like, peace, I'm out. I want to play for somebody. I want to play with somebody else. I want to play with someone who's a true leader, who puts it on his shoulders. I got to do better. I should have played better. I should have led this team to the championship. That is that is an awful quote by one Joel Embiid. He's despicable. And I don't see him ever winning. I think the process is over. I think it's time to blow it up and do something different. Trade him. Get rid of Harden, which Harden ain't going to opt out of his $37 million. No way. So what, you're going to run it back again and lose again? I think that's going to happen. Well, that, excuse me, that should happen if the Sixers really want to see progress. It's time to change it. Because it wasn't just Joel Embiid being hurt in game Five, six, and seven, however many games. Wait, he only actually only missed game one. Then he was back in game two. So realistically, he was back. He was back. I just simply do not like it. I do not like it. And if I'm a Philadelphia Sixers fan, if I'm Philadelphia Sixers front office, if I'm Philadelphia Sixers teammates and coaches, I'm like, Joel, what are you doing? You're going to blame your teammates? When you have 15 points, you're the reigning NBA MVP? You didn't show up. And that's what you should have said. That should have been the loudest. There should not have been any critique of the rest of the team. At least not publicly, right? Come on. At least not publicly. It's despicable. He's never going to win. Heat-Boston rematch. Let's talk about that. That's what we're going to get. The Knicks lost to the Heat. Celtics beat the Sixers. I love that even though I'm not a big fan at all, Of Ben Simmons, but, you know, trolling the Sixers, good move for him. The Heat-Celtics matchup will be a rematch of last year's finals. I think that Boston is going to be in the NBA Finals again. I think the Heat have played exemplary to this point. But I think they need a hero. And they do not have a hero. Just don't see it. 
But if we can get Bam Adebayo to step up and he plays out of this world, maybe, maybe. But I think someone who's been overlooked as a quote-unquote MVP is Jason Tatum, and he's played like it. I mean, granted, Jimmy Butler has played like it too. They split the season series 2-2. Jimmy Butler hasn't really played that well against Miami. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, both averaging over 30 points a game against the Heat. Looks good for them. I think you're going to need the Miami Heat bench and Bam Adebayo to play better. You're going to need them too. And Jimmy Butler, I don't know. And that still be 100%. That's a possibility. So this should be a fun series. But I just wish that it was, you know, two healthy teams going to battle. And instead, we don't have that. Lakers, they beat the Warriors. I thought the Warriors would win that series. But what I tweeted about, and I think it's quite evident, they needed someone like a James Wiseman. A Wiseman once said. They didn't think they needed him. They moved on from him. And I think it showed that they really could have used more length. They were missing that length. Not necessarily an offense, just defense, right? You saw that. Anthony Davis, even though, yeah, there were some games he didn't show up. Overall, they just couldn't do anything with him. And it showed. It showed. And I hope that Steve Kerr will be back next year. You know, considering the trend of letting go of the last, what, three or four NBA championship head coaches, Steve Kerr is the only one still with the team, with his team. Uh, You know, you get worried about that. I don't see them letting Steve Kerr go. But I know that the GM, Bob Myers, his contract is up too. So let's see what happens there. I don't think they need to shake it up. I think they could use um, some more length. But when the Lakers started the season two and ten, I was like, "Oh no, they're." I don't think they're going. I think they're done. I, I have to admit, I thought they were done. But LeBron James has shown you cannot count him out. I'm sure he had a lot of motivation against Steph Curry when people are saying that Steph Curry better than LeBron James if he had the five championships. But the reality is the guy who some argue was the MVP, I voted for Giannis, but some thought Nikola Jokic should have been a three-time MVP, and he's showing it. He's showing that he uh, is a beast, averaging what, a triple-double? In the playoffs so far, close to it. Maybe it was just that last series. I think we're going to see Boston-Denver in the NBA Finals, and I think Denver is going to win the NBA championship. 
All things being equal, all players stay healthy. That's what I think. Lakers and Denver split the season series. And the funny thing is you got the Lakers who have the best defensive rating in the in the playoffs this year against Denver who has the best offensive rating in the playoffs this year. Jokic didn't really play like an MVP against the Lakers, only 23 points per game. And I'd be curious to see if that is going to increase If that's going to increase for Jokic, the way he's played so far in these playoffs, if he will continue to elevate his game, I think he will. But this is a case of as much as I do still respect the regular season and think that players and coaches and teams should respect the regular season and not doing all of this load management and not playing players because it does affect your seeding. It also affects your NBA draft lottery which the picks are going to be coming up on Thursday. But I'd almost say that, you know, whatever happened in the regular season for Heat, Celtics, and Lakers, Nuggets, i throw it out the window, right? This is new. Playoffs are different. Playoffs are different. Everything for the Lakers hinges on Anthony Davis's ability to shut down Jokic on the defensive end and be dominant inside on the offensive end. Not shooting a bunch of jumpers and stuff. He needs to be dominant on the offensive end. And we'll see if he can be that. But I think we're going to see Denver as the NBA champs. And good for Nikola Jokic. Even though I still was disappointed that towards the last, uh, you know, Last two playoffs, he lost his cool at the end of the game during elimination games, got ejected from one. I don't remember what happened to the other, but let's see if he's learned from his mistakes and can lead Denver to a title. This is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. I really am. It's going to be exciting. I mean, yeah, of course I'm excited about it. I'm also excited about Major League Baseball. The Orioles, 26 and 14 on the seasons I was recording this podcast. They look amazing. That farm system paid off for the Orioles. I'm going to have to make my way down to an Orioles game or way up to an Orioles game. Trying to figure out which one should have went to them playing the Angels right now. But I did that last year. I'm waiting for Shohei Otani on a game where he can pitch. That's what I'm waiting for. I would love that. But the AL lease is going to be a fun watch this year. I think you could see all five of these teams in the playoffs. Rays, Orioles, Blue Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox. That would be making history. As you know, I've always said the AL East and the NFC East were the two dominant divisions in their sport over the course of the history of the league. If I'm looking at the rest of the league, what teams are for real and what teams are 
not I'm always I, I want to see the Angels do well. I love watching Shohei Otani. Had him on my fantasy team since he was a rookie, but I just don't know. I mean, granted, they're only one game over 500, and so that's not great, but I don't see them doing any better. The Athletics, the news came out that they're getting their new stadium in Vegas, so maybe, you know, that will change for the better for them. The Astros have been a bit of a disappointment this far on the season. And, you know, so really it's all about the AL lease on the American League. National League, Braves are doing what we expected them to do. But Phillies at 500 is disappointment, I'm sure, for those fans. Mets two games below 500. Granted, it's only two games. 500 is, you know, not awful. But I'm sure the fans of those two teams expected them to be better. Nationals about where we thought they would be. Actually, maybe better. Only five games below 500. That actually is not bad for such an awful team, if you will. The Pirates are the team that I'm, you know, the Pirates for, there have been so many seasons where they started off well and then they just kind of petered out. You know, maybe having, bringing back Andrew McCutcheon. Could be a good thing. That's a possibility. But I don't know if they're for real. Dodgers are always for real. But the surprise, maybe the biggest surprise, has been the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks sit in second place. Five games over 525, 20, excuse me, 23 and 18. We'll see. We'll see if the Diamondbacks can hold on. That would be quite interesting. Padres have been a bit of a disappointment. It'll be interesting to see if they can somehow turn it around. It's early, right? Long season to go. Just some early observations for me. And I'm going to enjoy while I can the Orioles' success. The Nationals' I don't expect them to do much, but, you know, I'm always going to be keeping an eye on them. You know, maybe they can have a farm system similar to the Orioles where all of a sudden, five years down the road, the Nationals are back again, back where they were. And I'm sure for the the learners, that's what they were thinking is going to happen. Tear it down, build it back up. In the meantime, just keep remembering that 2019 World Series title that they that Nationals fans never really got to celebrate with the pandemic. We'll see. We shall see. NHL playoff Seattle cracking tonight. Game seven. Ooh. Game seven against the Dallas Stars in Dallas. Can't be rooting for Dallas. Let's go Seattle Kraken. Let's see what they can do. Let's see what I can do in trying to record another podcast on Thursday. I need to be a lot more consistent. Work on my game. Got to work on my podcast game. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now.
looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep. That's right, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.